Hey, Browns fans, it's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns just like you. What's up, Browns fans? This is Joe from Menor, Ohio. It was a great win last night against the Steelers. Always love to see that. Nick Chubb's a beast. Whenever I see him tearing up the defenses, I always yell on my TV, Chubba Chubba Choo Choo. Let's go, Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the uh, drop-down menu. We want to thank Joe for that awesome intro. Uh, he must be a long-time listener. We haven't had anybody say, let's kick this thing off in a long time. Yeah, it's been a little bit. So that that's filthy. A, this guy's been listening for some years now, so we yes. appreciate you listening, man. <laughs> uh, Browns came away. Huge win on Thursday night against the Steelers. Oh, We're getting loose today. <laughs> uh, you got to do it because, you know, I think we've only beat Tomlin like six times in, tw- in you know, his entire tenure. Don't get a yeah. chance to do that very often. No. So, so t- although we are, what are we like? We've won five in a row on Thursday nights or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. 29-17 win over the Steelers. We're going to give you all your thoughts. Plus, we got a ton of voicemails to get to today, so that's awesome. Uh, before we do, I want to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss miss a new episode we're creeping closer to the 5,000 subscriber mark on youtube which is crazy for us uh, go subscribe everybody go yep. subscribe we need i think 50 more subscribers so if you're listening and you haven't yet subscribed please help us hit that 5,000 mark it wasn't a year ago and we were like knocking the door at 100 so we appreciate everybody's support uh if you prefer to just listen to the podcast you can find us on apple spotify and google um Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. The fantasy leagues are going on. Uh, extra episode every week. A lot of times, too, with the extra episode, it's it's what you guys want to listen to. I'll, I'll make a thread on the day that we're going to record. Say, hey, what do you guys want to talk about today? We'll let people tell us. It's an episode basically for them. Uh, we've had Patreon members come on and be on the show with us on the after hours. So if you're looking to be more involved in the show, more direct access to us, you want an extra episode every week, uh, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So like we said, we had a big victory for the Browns. 29-17 put us into, for a few days, sole uh, possession of first place in the AFC North. Now we're tied, but whatever, we're still first place. Um John's not here today. He had to work, so he had vacation, then he's on work. We do have a voicemail from John. He likes to still get his input on the show, so we'll go ahead and play that real quick before you know the real people start talking. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry I couldn't make it in today. Just wanted to share my thoughts on the game. Uh, that was a huge win. 
uh, puts us at first place in the division, which is great. A beat a division rival, which is great. Offense uh, continues to look really, really good. Uh, thanks to the fact that Cooper's always open and Chubb's just a beast. Brissett's making all the right plays, too. Njoku looks sweet. Defense did a good job. Uh, held him to three points total in the first, third, and fourth quarters combined. Uh, the two scores in the second quarter were kind of disconcerting, but looked like we kind of got buttoned up after that. There were a few things I didn't like about the game I thought you could touch on. Uh, number one, uh, Miles Garrett, I thought had an opportunity to be really disruptive, and he wasn't. Uh, and secondly, I thought giving the Steelers the ball back at the end of the game, only up by six, given what happened on Sunday, was kind of a mistake. I would have gone for it personally. We only had less than a yard to go. So other than that, I think it was a really good win. All right, see you guys. See you, John. Bye, John. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, before we dive into, you know, everything John talked about with the game, maybe we should hit that kind of breaking news <laughs> today with Miles Garrett. Yeah, he mentioned yeah. about Miles. So let's do that real quick. It rolled his Porsche about 48 times. Jeez. So hopefully, Miles, we don't have a ton of information that just kind of the news is just coming out as we're sitting down to record. So hopefully he's okay. We've heard it's not life threatening, but. If you roll your car a bunch of times, I'm sure he doesn't feel great right now. Potentially, we've heard maybe broken wrist. Um, I don't know. I know I was, I've totaled a vehicle, and I was pretty freaking sore <laughs> for a good, like, four or five days. So, in terms of is he going to be available to play this Sunday, I guess that's secondary right now. You're right, more concerned yeah. about, like, is make sure he's okay. But if he is okay, looking at the football side of things, if he has a broken wrist – I mean, he can still play with a broken wrist. I would imagine if, I guess, if he doesn't need surgery or whatever, but he can wrap it and play with a club. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll have to keep an eye on those news. So, hopefully, Miles is okay. Um, I don't think anybody else was involved. So, um, we'll keep an eye out on that because obviously that would be a huge loss for the defense. Yeah. I mean, with the news just coming out today, it being Monday, that he was in this car wreck and, you know, the reports, I mean, like you said, it's not life-threatening, but the reports are not great. At you know, It's not like he got out without a scratch. So I I would assume he's not going to play Sunday. Would be my initial Monday yeah. podcast take. Yep. All, all football stuff aside, I mean, at least he's okay. He's okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean. So we might have put out a video that we were really mad about him, but we still don't want him to get in car accidents. No. <laughs> no, we want him actually to be on the field so he can play better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought John brought up some good points, especially the offense. The offense is third in the league right now in EPA uh, behind, I think it was the Bills and the Chiefs. Gee, and who's our quarterback? It's not Mahomes or Allen, is it? Miami in Kansas City, so not even the Bills. Third. Okay. And our quarterback is? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, superstar elite. He's right now, he he was just the highest graded offensive player in the league this past week. No, not for this past week. For the season, season. he's been the highest graded. That's the highest grade any offensive players earned so far. I think it was 92.5. Yep. Wow. Um, He's playing. What's crazy is the turnaround from week one to all of a sudden in weeks two and three. I guess, you know, he didn't play much in the preseason. Um, But, man, it's like something clicked. No, and like I said before, training camp, all the first-team reps went to Deshaun Watson. Yep. It was not Jacoby. So he wasn't out there getting the rapport with these guys. I mean, you see in week one – Amari Cooper's stat line was basically non-existent. Correct. Week two, explosion. So which which game is the real thing, right? Well, week three, 
another explosion yep. for Amari Cooper. So I yeah. think they're figuring this thing out quick. First Browns wide receiver with back-to-back 100-yard games since Josh, Josh Gordon, Gordon in 2013. Wow. That's um, insane. And the dude's just literally always open. Yep. Yep. It, it's incredible. I mean, we're going to talk about more about the game, but watching our offense, it was almost like – watching the Chiefs when they had Tyreek and Kelsey. It was like, well, this mm-hmm. play goes to the receiver. This play goes to our wide-open tight end. And they were – I mean, between the two of them, Amari Cooper had 11 targets and David Njoku had 10. Yep. Had 21 targets on uh, Jacoby's 31 attempts. Mm-hmm. They, and they were open all game. All game. All game. Yep. David Njoku, in my opinion, had his best game as a pro. I know he had the huge game. Uh, against the Chargers last year. But that, yeah. A lot of that came on one big play. Yes, this was like the most complete. I mean, he was just open. Methodical. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yep. Um, making big catches, had a great touchdown. Um, and they talked about, I think Stefanski talked about this after the game, why he doesn't do this every single game is we use him as a ton to block. Because what is the bread and butter of our offense? Is Nick Chubb. Yes. Nick Chubb. And I, I think that speaks volumes for David Njoku, the person, though, is early in his career, he was not a good blocker. And when he we heard rumblings that he wanted out, part of it was we thought he didn't want to be a blocking tight end in this offense. And all of a sudden, he's transformed himself to be like a very good blocking tight end who, oh, also happens to be an athletic freak. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, talk about what a weapon to have at your disposal if you're Kevin Stefanski. Oh, we need you to block 20 times so we can rush for 180 yards this game. Okay, cool. Oh, we're going to throw the ball to you 11 times this game. You're going to score a touchdown. Uh, We can do that also. Right. Um, He's been awesome. Amari Cooper, man, I can't. He had the one drop, which was crazy. Yeah, I know. on a great throw from Brissett. And you could just see it in in Cooper's face. Oh, yes, sir. You guys were at the game. but Yeah. On, on the broadcast, right? I mean, they just showed Cooper, and he just looked like, you know, just shaking his head like, I can't believe I dropped that. No, but I, he, you cannot cover him one-on-one. No. And I think all the people last year and in this offseason that were talking about Kevin Stefanski's play calling as being the problem, you guys owe this man an apology. You guys are very <laughs> wrong. He, I think he is called three – like master class games on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's called three great victories. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, one of them happened. Yeah, one to, of them just didn't work yeah. out that way. I mean, he he has the Steelers defense, even without T.J. Watt, historically just beats the crap out of us all the time. And he had them in a blender. Well, I mean, what did Minka Fitzpatrick Patrick do in that game? I haven't noticed him. The only time I noticed him was when he wasn't tackling Nick Chubb on the long uh, run. Yeah, well, I'll tell you guys, too, on the broadcast, forgot about him. Uh, they didn't. They didn't have to say his name much because. And I don't want to harp on like old teams, old players, but my God, this is a team. <laughs> this is a game that it'll like, get brought up last later. year. Like, I mean, we would have thrown a pick six in the first quarter because we, sure. we did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, it's just a breath of fresh air. You're seeing what this offense can be with good quarterback play. And you're also seeing, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a career journeyman backup. So, like, you just, good quarterback play, but the quarterback playing is not an elite quarterback. No, yeah. but this offense That's the is crazy known, thing. That's because this offense is known to be quarterback friendly. It's supposed yeah. to be e- an easy mm-hmm. offense for quarterbacks to to thrive in. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's all Jacoby's doing. He's, Jacoby has never been a guy who gets graded at 92.5. Right. 
But you put him in this system with Kevin Stefanski calling plays and his scheme, and all of a sudden he looks like he's like a top 10 quarterback right now. He looks incredibly, incredibly comfortable in the offense with the play yes. calling, everything. Um, and, I mean, it shows. He's He goes through his progressions. If it, the first one's not there, he literally would look at Mari and then, oh, hey, there's Njoku. Oh, cool. Okay. And it was like that all game. Yeah. All game. We've heard some rumblings, too. Then there's some people, you know, the Twitterverse mad that the the secondary receivers and stuff for the Browns aren't getting targets. Well, who are you going to take targets away from? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no disrespect. I was excited for David Bell, too, but I'm not throwing him the ball if Mark Cooper's open. Right. I yeah. mean, if Njoku's going to catch 9 out of 10 and Amari's going to do his thing with 11 targets, I mean, how many times are we going to throw the ball with Jacoby Brissett in a game? Correct. And Nick Chubb running the ball. I mean, right. there's really not much else to go around. Like, you know, uh, Nick and the patrons, we have four elite offensive weapons. Yeah. We have Amari Cooper, you know, David Joku, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Those are your four elite guys on the offensive side of the ball. Everybody else, they just need to be good enough to make the play if they're called upon. Yep. Correct. A couple times here and there. You know, David Bell was one-on-one. He got the ball thrown to him one time. He made the catch. Yep. That's what we need. I don't need David Bell to be the 10-catch guy. That's what Amari Cooper's there for. Um DPJ, just make your catches when the opportunity is given to you. But you're not going to get the DPJ is not going to get ten targets. We're not going to throw the ball sixty times, right? Well, but, go ahead. Know, I was just say like against the Jets. I mean, it was Harrison Bryant early in the game getting some big catches. Yeah, this game, he's not on the stat sheet. Correct. And it's just you know you got to you have a bread and butter, and our bread and butter is Nick Chubb. Oh yeah. man, is it ever Nick? He's Chubb. now what fifth in Browns um, franchise history? Correct. They kept, they kept throwing the uh, graphic on the screen, and it was like all time. The only like players through however many years in the NFL have averaged five plus yards a carry, whatever it was, mm-hmm. for their entire career. And two out of the four or five guys were Browns, and it was Jim Brown and Nick Chubb. Yeah, I know he was leading the league in rushing. I don't know if after yesterday. Pretty he sure still he still is. is. Um, I also saw he's got, I think it was 24, 24 100-yard games since he's come in the league or something like that, and that's the most uh, in that time frame. It's one more than uh, Derrick Henry, who uh, we put out a video saying Nick Chubb was the best running back in football, and everybody is screaming it was Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. How are those guys doing? They are not looking as great as Nick Chubb right now. Nick Chubb's playing at a different level this year right now. Nick Chubb. And the thing is, I think he's getting more carries this year. Oh, for sure. And, and, well, and you're seeing him get to play in an offense that has a pass threat. Yes. For the maybe like the first time in his career, there's the threat to throw the ball. The it, o- there's an outside receiver who can make things happen, and Joku's coming into his own, and we have a quarterback who can put the ball where it needs to. D- defenses have to respect the pass against the Browns now, finally, mm-hmm. and you're seeing Nick Chubb eat. Well, that's never been the case. No. If Nick Chubb stays healthy this season, he will be the NFL's rushing leader this year. It will that, happen. That because be of everything you just said about the legit passing threat, and the only time in his career that I think he's ever really had that was that Freddy. second half of 2022. Yeah. Or 2020, I'm sorry. You know, whenever Baker caught fire and we had that easy yeah, schedule and okay. we made the playoffs, you know, and, and we had good quarterback play yep. for half a season. But this looks like this is sustainable what we're seeing on offense. I think we all thought that they were going to lean heavy on the run game these first 11 games with Watson out. But like you said, it's crazy how much Jacoby has kind of evolved. We still still ran the ball seven more times than we threw it. Right, Mm -hmm. right. 
And you're letting Nick Chubb run the ball 23. Kareem had 12 carries. We were also leading, yeah, which lends itself more to running, yeah. which yeah, is good. good. You know, that's great to be in the lead. I know the Browns had almost 400 yards of offense. And I think we had 374 until our last drive. Then we ended up going backwards a little bit. So it probably ended in the 360s. But we were knocking on the door for 400 yards of offense against the Steelers. With our backup quarterback. With our backup quarterback. Guys, when Deshaun Watson comes back. This is what we've been talking about all offseason. Oh and it's gosh. playing out on the field. This this team. And, and, guys, you also have to pump the brakes. I know Brissett's playing great. Yeah, let's address that That's real quick. A, I know Brissett's playing great the last two games. But I don't care how great he's playing. Week 12, Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. He's getting paid $230 million guaranteed and And not to be rude to to not to take anything away from Jacoby but if he's doing this in this offense what's Deshaun Watson gonna do the last time Deshaun Watson stepped foot on the football field he was the NFL's passing leader yeah with Bill O'Brien as his coach and a crappy Houston Texans offensive line and no receivers but Brandon Cooks yeah so it's crazy welcome to Cleveland this is going to be nice yeah and how about just just a little sidetrack right now (laughs) okay (laughs) the Browns are tied for first in the AFC North the uh, the Indians slash Guardians just clinched the division. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the youngest team in baseball. Browns are one of the youngest teams in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied for first place, two and one. Should be three and zero. Indians, youngest team in baseball, and just clinched the division. Tito Francona, in my opinion, is one of the best managers ever. Yeah. Um, the Cavs, great young team last year until injuries, and then they go out and make the biggest offseason acquisition. Arguably in franchise history. Unbelievable. Other than, you know, LeBron coming back as a free agent. Yep. And then Ohio State just curb stomped uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Ohio State looks legit. Yes. So, legit. I mean, if you're an Ohio sports fan right now, just enjoy bask it. In it. It's good. Yep. Enjoy it. It's, it's good. good because it is, I mean, for a long time in my life, it was not good to be in. Other than Ohio State. Ohio State's always been good. Yeah. Right. But, man, my Cleveland teams. It's been rough sledding at times. Other than the, the, the LeBron years. And the Indians, you know, yeah, would be good, you know, yeah. every on rotational. But, man, it's a good time to be a Cleveland slash say, Ohio If you're a Northeastern Ohio, mid to Northeast Ohio sports fan, because if you like the Bengals, or that the Reds, sucks right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a little off topic, but, man, good for the, good for the Indians. I'm going to call them. I still call them the Indians, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. We grew up with the Indians. They're the Indians. I <laughs> yeah. Won't, yeah. I'm actually ashamed, though, because, well, I blame Bally Sports, and I have no way to watch oh. them. <laughs> so I this is a team that has a chance to really do something, and I own, I know almost nobody on the team. Yeah. I mean, I watch the scores. I keep up and see how we're doing. But in terms of just, like, sitting down and watching, I have no way to do it because Bally Sports sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that blows. <laughs> it's terrible. It was the one of the dumbest things the Indians ever did. It, I think it's costing them. This is way off topic. <laughs> it's costing, ahead, them, it's costing them in attendance. Because guess what I'm not going to do? I'm probably not going to pay to go watch an Indians game for a bunch of players who I don't know who they are because I can't watch them on TV. Right. I mean, so, that's what gets people in the stadium is seeing it on TV. Yes. So let me let me watch them. Put it on normal cable and streaming services so I can watch them, be more invested, and then I'll pay to go watch games. But, you know, what do we know? Hey, Browns fans, let's take a quick break in the action to remind you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, 
big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. From tailgate parties to busy weeknights, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall. With their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Right now, take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their semi-annual sale. This sale only happens twice a year, and it's on now with 50% off delicious customer favorites. And when you use promo code DOGS at checkout, take an additional $30 off of your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter DOGS at checkout, and stock up on fall flavor today. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights with entrees ready before the kids can say what's for dinner. And don't forget to use the promo code DOGS at checkout to score an extra $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code DOGS at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Now let's get back to the show. Oh, but so, well, we got a bunch more voicemails, so we could talk about the whole game ourselves, but we're going to let you guys talk about it. First of all, before we get into it, huge shout out to everybody who sent us a voicemail. I think it's it's awesome to get all these voicemails after a game, and we don't have to do, you know, all the talking. I love getting your guys' input for this, and then we can just kind of springboard off of it. So let's continue this for, you know, the rest of the season. Yeah, kind of treat it. After the game, just kind of treat our, our voicemail line like a uh, – like it's Hotline. the Cleveland Browns post game show. Just call in, leave us a voicemail, we'll play. Yeah, and again, that's you know thedogspodcast.com, and then just tap leave voicemail. See either in the top menu if you're on a computer, side menu if you're on a on your phone. You just record it right there and hit send, and we get it. So you want to do the first one here from Isaiah? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Isaiah. I've been a Browns fan for all 17 years of my life. And I don't plan to stop being one now. If our defense can do what they did last night with getting all those three and outs and get that final touchdown of that game, then I think we have a very successful season. Let's go, Browns. I felt uh, that on a personal level, brother. That's right. I yeah. felt that. Because I've been a Browns fan for all 33 years of my life. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. plan on stopping now either, even though after the Jets game, I had a brief moment <laughs> where I thought maybe I was going to stop. I think you. I think we all kind of stopped <laughs> at least for a minute, like – yeah, uh, but no, Isaiah. I think we all felt the same way. Like, man, if the defense gets our crap together, this team in this offense keeps producing at this level. We're putting up points. The sky's the yes. limit. Yeah. So, um, and that's what we're going to need going forward with our schedule. Is we're going to need the offense to continue to be just competent. Which and the defense just needs to hold it together. Looking forward to some of our games, they all look. There's some games that maybe didn't look. Like we had a shot that looked way more winnable now. If, How do yeah. the Chargers look now? Yeah. Uh, New England. New England. Those We're, those look like games that we can take some uh, serious Tampa Bay. Of. I watched yeah. Tampa Bay yesterday and it was like, oh, They're, we could beat this team. Yeah. They got a great defense, but, man, they got nothing They'll on have their, their offensive line. back by then, I'm Yeah, guessing, but their but offensive but line is booty. straight doo-doo. But yeah. that doesn't seem to matter for the Browns. We can't get pressure on. Those <laughs> I mean, the Steelers' offensive line is terrible, too. And well, so hey, the by that time. 
Trubisky once. We'll have it all figured out if it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. last year. <laughs> uh, I hope so. So, yeah, some of these games, which we're going to get into that more in the after hours. So if you're interested in that, join the dogs.com. Yep. Okay. So anything else with that or you want to move on to Eric's? Go ahead, Derek. All right, here we go. What up, fellas? That was a great game against the Steelers. Really makes me happy to see that. We should be three and no, but we're not going to dwell on the past. <laughs> I just have a couple things I wanted to say. One, uh, I have no delusions that Brissett is the answer for Cleveland, and I cannot wait for Deshaun to get there. But his poise under pressure and his poise on third down is really refreshing. His mistake-free football really gives me hope on third down. Um, complete turnaround from what Baker was. That's one. Uh, two, can you please talk about our inability to take care of the ball on onside kicks? It's really, really frustrating to watch us not be able to handle our business on special teams. Special teams is a joke. And finally, can you please touch on the fact that we are always giving away yards on penalties on third down? Our inability to stand under pressure and, and show poise really hurts us. I feel like too many times we have given away field position or put the other team in field position with stupid mistakes like onside or pass interference. That's all. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Hey, love you too, dog. Yeah, we appreciate the call. Uh, so we'll just start going, you know, one, you know, all the things yeah. he talked yes. about. Yep. So to address like the Brissett thing compared to years past, I don't, I don't think there. You can't deny the difference in the offense this year and the the, the production you're getting out of the quarterback position. Um, I don't want to beat a, a dead horse here, but Baker has gone to Carolina and he's off to an abysmal start. Well, what did we say about Carolina? A worse offensive line. And fewer weapons. It wasn't going to get any better. No, we, he was not going to get better. There. We used to argue that he was being held up by all the the talent around him, and people, you know, yelled at us. I mean, my God, we got crapped on in YouTube and TikTok comments for oh, an entire year because still of, are. And it's, <laughs> I just think it's it's just becoming like super obvious. Like there's, it's very hard to make any kind of other argument anymore. Um, Brissett, he first of all, I love having a bigger quarterback yes fourth yes. and one and we it's his quarterback sneaks are almost guaranteed because he's so mm -hmm. big um the batted balls thing i saw uh, an interview with baker where they asked him what he could do to avoid the the balls getting batted down and of course he was like lay on a table you know get stretched out get taller and I'm, bro how about like say things like i don't know i can you know Look for different uh, navigate windows, the pocket, navigate the windows, pocket, yeah. change my arm angle. Now, of course, he had to get like, you know, sarcastic. Sarcastic. And I was just like, thank God we don't have that anymore. <laughs> no. And the thing is, Brissett's just got like. Jacoby is a, a mature leader. He's yeah. a leader. Yeah. Yes. People he's more like Nick Chubb, I think. You know what I mean? Like, kind of not super rah rah vocal, but. He's just, a little bit more vocal than Nick Chubb. He's, yeah, for sure. I'm saying. But <laughs> Did you see the end of the Jets game? He was losing his mind, and Stefanski's like, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. <laughs> This, we messed this up, man. This wasn't on you, bro. Oh, no. speaking of Stefanski, I there was that clip of him mic'd up during the Jets game, and people were like, man, he's just so. I think you could tell he's pissed, he but he just he's so good at compartmentalizing and keeping it because he he can't. He got a young football team. If he starts freaking out, then they're gonna freak. We out. We saw that with Freddie. Yes. Yeah. So I 
we talked about that his rookie year as a head coach. Like he's not, he's never up, he's never down. Kevin is, he rides that middle line, man. Mm-hmm. No matter I, what's going on. And I think on the inside, he was probably mother effing just about. He was ready to kill somebody. But oh, on yeah. the outside, he looks calm and ready. Did you guys see the the coach in the booth at the end of the Bills game? Oh, my oh, God. That's Ken, that's Ken Dorsey. Now, that's Ken Dorsey. Oh, was, oh, was it? it? Oh, he smashed it. everything. That's what Stefanski wanted to go do to Joe Woods. Yes. He just didn't. That, uh, that was such that an was epic that was hilarious. Clip. God, yeah. that was epic. But then <laughs> after this game, you could tell, like, he wanted this one. Uh, like, in his post-game speech in the locker room. Dude, I was going to say, you see the locker room? Yeah, yeah. You could tell, like, he wanted this. So... I know Stefanski's not out there losing his mind. He he wants it. Trust mm-hmm. me, he wants it bad. Um, but yeah, the, the Brissette, you, you can't you know I just don't think you can put into words what he means to the, the football. The best thing right. that Eric said was poise. His poise under pressure. Yeah. Yep. He's just he's calm. And then mistake mistake free football. Yes. Does not turn the ball over. I people say, Oh, he had that turnover against that the Jets. Count. You said he shouldn't even have been out there. Correct. Shouldn't, we shouldn't even have had him out there. Other than that, you don't see any like we saw it last year throwing into triple coverage or throwing just airing feet it out over yeah. the guy's head. Yeah. It's, it's like he just, you know, he does what a quarterback's supposed to do. He knows what he's supposed to do with the ball. He looks so comfortable. And yeah. It's, yeah. I'm very excited for him. Um, the second thing he talked about was uh, the special teams, in, in particularly the onside kick returns. Um, I think they asked Stefanski about it after the game, and he was like, what was going through your head when the ball was on the ground? He was just like, a lot. <laughs> Dude, and you could just tell I don't PTSD a little I, bit. I'm not gonna lie I I don't really understand how Prefruit still has a job um and, and before even that we missed an extra point early on and I was like I'm giving him some slack so Justin and I were at this game that end of the field crazy was insane crazy wind. it was was it really oh my god <laughs> so the field so it was Brown Stadium is notorious for this for like one part being windy the other that side of the field, the field goal posts were literally like rocking back and forth okay, like this. So. And then the other side, nothing. nothing. The flags are just lying dead. <laughs> it was crazy. That's Because that's the same side that the Steelers kicker missed on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. And I think you saw on the TV broadcast on Cade's extra point, it was going dead middle and then just <laughs> because there's like 50 mile per hour winds. He's okay. just got to learn to account for that this was his first bad weather kicking game in cleveland yeah there's gonna be more um a lot more it was very very like in my opinion on that end of the field i would have been considering going for two Hmm. it was very windy on that side of the field that's good to know that's good to know um but the special the 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 hands team is just stupid in general on the left side there's two middle linebackers is the hands team. Yeah. And on the front line, they have two middle linebackers. And then I understand, like, Amari's back there. But, hey, the the ball is getting kicked at guys who don't catch the ball for a living. Right. I don't understand what we're doing. We don't have any more corners or safeties or tight ends or anything. They probably don't want to put Schwartz out there. No. No. Or <laughs> no, Felton. Or Felton, yeah. I saw a video about how, like, our entire – like scheme for the the onside kick return was wrong. Like the way we do, like everything we do about it is we're not doing it correctly. And I'm just like, how does this guy have a job? The, the and then we had two penalties. He you know kind of segue into his third point and stupid penalties and stuff on special teams. Twelve men on the field twice. Twice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and and the last time it was when the Steelers are driving down and it yeah. made it fourth and about. Uh hair right okay. and all i could think not specifying what kind of hair and all i could think was they might go for it now 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, if these guys go for this now and they get a touchdown because we had 12 men on the field, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, and like we talked before the show, it's not like 12 men where one guy's trying to get off real quick because they have some miscommunication. We're lined up in formation. 12 guys lined up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they showed it on the broadcast. There's 12 guys. Like They're all ready for the play. Like it's you, like, you would have to think you get in your position. You go to line up in your spot and there's already somebody there. Yeah, right, Something exactly. would have to go off in your head. <laughs> like, like somebody's not. We're not yeah. supposed to have two corners on this side. Right, like, hey, what are you doing out here? Yeah. It's just, and then to talk about some of these dumb penalties, I'm not making excuses, but the Browns are one of the youngest teams in football. And so that's where you need the coaching. So I feel like you're going to have some stupid penalties and stuff like that. But yes, that's why it needs drilled. I heard we had like an extra practice today and we did nothing but special teams. Hopefully with a new coach, but (laughs) you know, they're not going to, I doubt they fire any coach, assistant coaches. Mid-season. Mid-season. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not going to be the way. But, man, the, the thing that scares me about it is it's going to cost us a game. We saw it last year it, cost us a game. Now the new, the I think new, technically it kind of already has. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. and just the, being honest. The new yeah. punt returner did well. No yeah. big punt no returner. Chester Rogers. But he, he caught the ball. Yeah, yep. that, really, that's all you really need. Like, he, just don't turn it over. And he caught it confidently. <laughs> Correct. He wasn't, like, running around like a chicken with his head cut off and then diving for it at the last second. <laughs> Um, I think Felton's days could be numbered. I, I think agree. so too. He, he was uh, he didn't even he didn't even dress. He didn't play. So I mean, this guy keeps catching punts confidently. What do you need Felton for? Let's put it this way: Felton was a six round pick. He is not being used as a receiver. He cannot participate in the return game. You're not he's not going to he's not going to be running back because we have Correct. Ford and Johnson behind the two elite guys we have. Right. Yep. His days are definitely numbered. So yeah, I, I'd look for that. Honestly, I try to. Move him. I, you're not going to get a ton, but like San Francisco could use a running back. What yeah. do you What do you get for him though? I don't know, like a seventh round pick. <laughs> they got an eighth round, seventh round pick, <laughs> in like five years from now, <laughs> a sixth round pick. I don't know. You're probably not getting a six, considering that's what you drafted for him. And he hasn't yeah. even lived up to that. Um, but right. no. So I think that you know the dumb penalties as a team. I don't think we had five for twenty nine. It wasn't bad. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. bad. It day. just. It, it seems that the Browns always get a penalty at the worst time. Yeah. We could only have we could have one penalty for the game, but it was when the game was on the line and it would cost us. And it would, yeah. co- you know what I mean? We had one penalty for five yards, but it gave that it put them in field goal range at the end of the game, and we lost. Right? It wasn't like first and ten on the first play of the game in their terror. You know? Yeah. yeah no. So and, and that's just coaching all around. The young players got to. I mean, young players do stupid things. Um, so we just got to grow up mm-hmm. quickly. So we appreciate the call, though. Awesome call every week, man. I like that call. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, good one. All right, so we've got let's see two more, but this the last one we're going to do is not necessarily about this game, but this is from Brown Tiger about the game. Wow, guys, what a game! This is the Brown Tiger, man. What a game! Uh, I just wanted to say, man, give props. I know Amari, Amari Cooper was was really good uh, today's game. Uh, our tonight's game, but give props to Njoku, man. Njoku was balling out, man. That 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 guy, man, he would get open everywhere, man. They could not stop him. They, they could not stop him. That's the best I've seen out of Njoku since he came to the team. He, he's not looked that good since then, in my opinion, man. He, he looked absolutely amazing. Um, I hope this this Njoku we saw tonight can continue uh, for many, many months and years to come as we have him on the team. But, man, 
Uh, our, our defense on the second half, man, came out strong. They were suspect in the first half, but came out strong in the second, only letting up uh, one field goal. Wow, what what a game! I just I cannot believe how much of a turnaround it is from the game on Sunday to to uh, yesterday's game. Man, what a game! Let's go, Browns! Woo woo woo! You gotta, okay. love, gotta love it when people call in right after the game. You can tell they're still hyped. Man, what a game. He <laughs> said that like 10 times. It, it was. It was exciting. Very fun. Very yeah. fun. Uh, I, I do want to address, you know, he, he was talking about the, uh, first of all, we we gave props to Njoku again. Yeah. In my opinion, I think his best all-around game is a pro. Um, and I'm a big David Njoku fan. Well, and that just kind of plays into, uh, we also did get a couple website questions. So if you don't want to leave a voicemail, if you're kind of nervous about whatever, speaking. Which, don't be yeah. nervous, guys. No, this is not a podcast to be nervous on. No, at unless all. your I mean, voice is completely <laughs> shot, like uh, mine was after the game, then just. But there is like, a spot on the it. on the website there on the front page where you can just type in a question and send it right to us. So, this question was also about Njoku. He just said the past few games. You know, do we think this is his ceiling? Should we start to look in a new direction? He's playing great this year, but it's taken a long time to get here. So, I think the question's more: What is Njoku? Is it week one, two, or is it this game? So I don't think you can say Njoku had bad games in one and two because he's such a good blocker. And yeah. that's what he was asked to do in games one and two. I think when people saw the the um, the contract he got, they thought, well, he, then he needs to come out and be Travis Kelsey. No, the Browns aren't paying him to be Travis Kelsey. The Browns are paying him to be what they need him to be. They're paying him to right. be David Njoku. And, and, and they're paying him to be a tight end who can be an elite blocker and an elite receiver when called upon. If he gets called on to be an elite blocker for sixty percent, seventy five percent of the games, well, that's what then that's what he's going to do. Gonna do it, and he's going to do it at an elite level. And that they're paying him because he does what they want him to do at a high level. Mm-hmm. Just because what we want him to do isn't fifteen hundred yards receiving doesn't mean he isn't living up to the contract in terms of what they want him to do. So I just don't think. It's not an offense where David Joku's going to do this every game. Sometimes it's going to dictate that he is on the end of the line of scrimmage and he's blocking more. But he does that at a very high level. So that that's where the contract – being a tight end isn't all just receiving yards. I was going to say, right. I think that's a tight end thing too. How many – I mean, other than Travis Kelsey, how many tight ends have a great game I like that? that? And then you'll see more of a – two for 18 or a lot of that's know. a fantasy football mindset too. Correct. I think a lot of those things are coming from that realm, that world. But in the reality of NFL football, I mean, tight end is an extension of the offensive line. Correct. Yes. First before it is a, an extension of the receiving core. Yeah. I mean, tight ends right in between, you know, you're part of the receiving core, you're part of the offensive line and, and David does both very well. Yeah. And I mean, we have the best running game in the NFL in part, he's part of due that. to, because we have such a great blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I think you're just seeing him play at a high level. I just think it might not be as noticeable because he's not catching 10 passes every game, but that game, he didn't catch 10 passes. Go back and watch and see how he blocks. Yeah. See how involved he is. See how often we're running to his side, that kind of thing. So I think Dave Njoku's, he's playing great. Is there anything more fun to watch than an Njoku screen pass? (laughs) (laughs) He like catches it and just... Doesn't have balance, but somehow gets twenty <laughs> just, yards. Yeah, and, just <laughs> and people just try to like tackle him, and they can't. And I mean, we, he's people, fun to watch. People talk about you know Miles Garrett's obviously like an unreal specimen of a man. David Joku, that guy is 
I mean, he's different. He was on the TV while we were uh, getting pregame, you know, beverages and food. And he's huge. I mean, he's just walking around. I literally was like, man, if I looked like that, I'd walk around with my shirt off all day. All the time. Yeah. All day. I mean, the way, and just the way, the way he walks on the field, he's just got a confident swagger. Like, well, he's the chief. Yeah. He's the chief. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, shoulders back, chest out. Like, he just, and he's kind of got that like slow motion walk back to the huddle. Like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I have cool hair. (laughs) Yeah. Cool hair, cool Uh, But no, I think Njoku's playing great. I think he's doing everything the team wants him to do slash needs him to do. And I just think sometimes you're going to see him have a game like this, and then other times he's not going to have a ton of catches because that's not what the game plan dictated. Right. That's fair. Um, And the last question from the website, Andrew asked, um, this is going back to the Jets game then, you know, we had some mental lapses in the Jets game. Do we think we need to bring in a veteran cornerback to kind of help humble the younger uh, players on, you know, in that defensive backfield? If so, who would we go after that would fit our scheme? We kind of said no. No, that's fair. Yeah, here's no. the th- in my opinion, Denzel Ward should be your your veteran. He's on his second contract. Mm-hmm. He's a, one of the premier corners in the league, and he is one of the highest paid corners in the league. He should be the guy leading that room. We've already established on this show that it is not a personnel issue; it is a scheme issue. It's a coaching issue that we that we're seeing the, at least the first two games, and sometimes there in the Steelers game too, and. So you bring in a veteran quarterback. He's still got to learn. We brought in a veteran safety. Yeah, exactly. They still got to learn this scheme, and they're still going to look stupid in it yeah, if we, it's not working. We brought in a veteran corner last year in Troy Hill. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And just everybody who plays in this system gets worse. Uh, that So I did want to talk to you. So the defense, they shored things up in the second half. They played a yeah. lot better in the second half. I think at one point they had only given up like 50-some yards late in the in the second half. Um I'll say this, though. I still don't trust the defense. I will say this. It's fair. It's pretty easy to look good against Mitch Trubisky. Well, and I thought Mitch didn't even play that bad. <laughs> um, but I just still, first of all, Denzel Ward, we just talked about how he's supposed to be a premier corner. He got absolutely worked by yeah. Deontay Johnson. Yes, he, he got did. Cooked. Over and over. I mean, he he looked lost. Yep. He got worked by him a ton. And Deontay even dropped a couple passes. Yeah, well, that's what he does. That is what he does, yeah. <laughs> so um, that that was discouraging because I saw us lining up. We were screaming, can we please play more man? Can we please play more man? And then I saw us line up and put Denzel in man a lot more, and he got worked. <laughs> and so that was a little discouraging. Yeah. Um, we had some injuries. Now, I guess they said after the injuries – they kind of simplified, you know, which is what I was screaming about we needed to do in the Jets game. Yes. Um, that way, just kind of going, doing less checks, just letting these guys play free and fast. The defense played better. I just, this was a game where, I mean, Miles was non-existent. That's what I was going to say. Where's the damn pressure? There's no Where's the none. pressure? We don't get none. no pressure on the quarterback. Ever. Zero. I mean, so... Denzel Ward is great, and these young guys are great. But if they have to sit there and cover a guy for 15 seconds, eventually they're going to get open. I mean, my God. Get some damn pressure on the quarterback. We just I got to sit there and yell like an idiot for forever, and we still don't get no pressure. And, and I don't understand how many, how many games do we have to come into? <laughs> You've been where? holding that in for a while, huh? I mean, just be I, honest. I'm not trying to be mean to a guy who's just in a car wreck either, but how many games are we like, this is a game Miles should feast, like the Jets game, rookie left tackle who's awful. And statue Joe Flacco. Yeah. Uh, you know, this game, the Steelers don't have a good offensive line. 
and he's literally invisible. And I don't want to – I'm not down there, but, man, he he takes a lot of plays off. The only reason they're even showing him on the broadcast anymore is because he quit wearing the undershirt. That's it. <laughs> he looks good on the on the TV. And because, but when the play happens, he's gone. And and he he's graded crazy high PFF-wise, like fourth in the league in the edge. But PFF's great for some things. I'm watching the game. He's having no impact. He's doing nothing. Um, if the play's away from him, I mean, nothing. You see TJ Watt make, you know, a lot of times they don't block the end guy in the line of scrimmage. They're kind of, you know, they, they – Zone read the other way, banking. This guy's not going to chase. And TJ Watt will just chase down your running back 30 times. Yep. Yes, he Miles will. almost never is. If it's a run away from him, he just stands there. And it's just he he takes so many plays off. It was halftime. We, we had halftime. We came out. It was the Steelers' first drive. And after, like, four or five plays, he was on the sideline gassed. Yeah. Like, bro, you play one way. <laughs> and you just had halftime. And you and you're gassed already, not in the game. I I just and I know he's getting double teamed and triple teamed. Yeah. And to me, some of that's on Joe Woods. They need to be creative with him, mm-hmm. move him around. I said, let him stand up sometimes. Just do something to not make it so easy on the offense to double and triple team him. But Miles has always been like the one trick pony on the on the edge. And we've said it before. He does the trick really well when it's working. Yeah. But when it's not working, like you said, you made the great point last week about a team that just shoots three pointers. It's kind of the way yeah. with Miles, like. If he's hitting home, that's sweet. But and when he's not, it's not doing anything. And the premier guys get double and triple teamed, yeah. but and they still, still make but something still happen. Premier guys, yeah. Like Aaron Donald gets double and triple teamed all the time. He's yeah. still one of the best players ever. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt gets double and triple teamed all the time. Nick Bosa, these guys, you know, um, dude in Dallas, Parsons, oh, Parsons, Parsons. Michael Parsons, yeah. You know what I mean? And I get the schemes are different and stuff. But if you're then 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 we go back to Joe Woods. Fix your scheme. And you have a premier edge rusher. Let's do something to free him up. So I, I put it. I put a lot on yeah. Miles because I watch and I don't always see the effort. One of the scouting notes against him coming out of college was that he takes plays off. Yes, we all knew that. We heard about that. We read about it. But he was just so far, you know, above everybody else in that point that we took him first. Yeah, and so I put it, I put it on Miles, and then at the same time though, I still put it on Joe Woods, like. Let's get this guy. Let's be creative. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was the Jets game. We put him on the same side as Jadavion right beside him, and that mm-hmm. was the play Jadavion had the strip sack. Like, let's do more. Do stuff like Don't that. Don't do it once a game. Move this guy around all over the place. Use him as, like, a Swiss Army knife. The guy's a freak athletically. You can stand him up in a two-point sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the dude can move. He's. I mean, he does 80-inch box jumps. He can play in space a little right. bit. Like, let's th- start being creative with Miles. And then, Miles, this, like, after four plays, you don't have to come out, dude. You can, you can give F- – you play one way. Yeah. Um, so, the, but the defense, in my opinion, is – I don't trust him either, Blake. I, I don't trust him. Not yet. And, and we've yet to play uh, – in my, we've yet to play a good offense. That's fair. We, we, That's the, very the, fair. The, the, the Panthers' offense is awful. We've yet to play a good quarterback. Yeah. We've yet to play a good quarterback. And so I'm not buying in just because we played one decent half against an offense. I mean, the, the Steelers' offensive coordinator is terrible. <laughs> you know That's what fair. I mean? Oh, they're talking about firing him. Yeah, and, and Mitch Trubisky isn't playing as well as I think what some people were thinking he would, including myself. Now, part of that might be on their play calling. Um, <laughs> but it's just I, I'm not – you know, we, we got some games against some – like well, real life offenses coming. I up. mean, just mm-hmm. a quick look ahead. We are going to luck out a little bit because we get 
Marcus Mariota this weekend, not the greatest quarterback, obviously, is a retread. And then we get a busted rib cage, Justin Herbert, who did not look good at all yesterday. Yep. So that's lucky. And then we get busted probably Brian Mar- Hoyer. Yeah, Hoyer the destroyer. So that's good. So our next three games, <sighs> that's nice. But then we got to face Lamar, who looks like he wants to be the MVP again this year. Yes, he does. So we better have stuff figured out by the Ravens game. Yep. Or he'll run for 500 yards and pass for eight touchdowns. He will. And yeah. that, that's just what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, he looks great. Eyeball test again. That's what he's doing. So um, uh, you mentioned injuries. I did just want to say Anthony Walker done for the season. Sucks. Oh, my God. Uh, and then that piece quad. of sh- guy just jumped on his back. I apologize. <laughs> but that was like, first of all, the, the Steelers were playing, in my opinion, pretty dirty. Yeah. They were doing some shady crap. And yeah. then he's clearly hurt, and this dude just turns around and jumps. On, and nobody, everybody in the world cannot believe they didn't throw a penalty flag. Yeah. Everybody who's seen it, even not Browns fans, are like, that's the penalty. You can't do that. Yeah. You just jump and sumoplex a guy when he's laying on the ground hurt. Piece of crap. Or just laying on the ground in general. Like, like it, I wish somebody would have just, like, taken it upon themselves the next play to just take that guy out. Yeah. Uh, you know, bounty gate. Greg Williams needed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but overall, you you can't be mad about really anything you watched out of the Browns on Thursday night. Come in. We talked about how it was kind of a good thing to have a quick turnaround to get that Jets taste out of our mouths. And uh, the Browns came out and they looked prepared, especially offensively. Um, and, and they just they took it to a division rival, and it just felt so good. Man, it, it felt good. It felt real good. And it put us at two and one. I think you know three and zero would be ideal, but all things considered, I think after these first four games, we said we wanted to be three and one, four and zero. Well, with this win, three and one still very much mm-hmm. a possibility. Like, yeah, and so, with those games coming up with the injuries, those other teams have sustained. Now it looks like we have a chance to even do four and one. Yeah, so five now, and one. Now like, you're looking at the offense can play like this, and if the defense can just figure it out a little yeah, bit, just don't we were do talking stupid stuff. Six wins is like hopefully we can get to six wins. I mean, that might be like. We, we could surpass that. I That's would fair. love to have a little bit of a buffer when Deshaun comes back because I don't expect him to be – I expect him to look like Jacoby in week one. A little rusty, a little off. But then I expect him to get into it, you know, at game two and three for him. That's fair. So, um, no, great win for the Browns. Uh, we appreciate everybody who called in today. You make the show a lot more fun with your guys' interaction. Um, continue to do that. We'll keep reminding you guys after the games. Uh we are going to do another episode. Make sure you check it out. Uh, the Falcons preview should be coming out later this week. Uh, you get the extra episode in the after hours. Uh, so if you're looking for more content, you want to hear our thoughts on some of these upcoming games that maybe weren't quite as winnable before. Maybe they're looking a little bit more winnable now. We're going to dive deeper into that. So if you're interested in that, join the dogs.com. Uh, again, appreciate everybody's input into the show. Continue to do that. And we will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com.